We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? The Anora Boys are back in the building. It is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You have to do it responsibly. It's for the Culture Friday, and we're going to be pleased to have nickel safety for Notre Dame football, Thomas Harper, on the show just a little bit later. Also, during this show, we fully expect Notre Dame there to be an announcement of another transfer coming in. Notre Dame has added to its defensive line room, and hopefully that news will break officially Sometime during the show, we can go ahead and start discussing that information. C.J. Williams, who reportedly was going to visit Notre Dame, committed to the University of Wisconsin at Madison yesterday, Luke Fickle and the Badgers. So he would not be part of the wide receiver room at Notre Dame. Former Stanford head coach David Shaw interviewing with the Broncos left. That's interesting news. Of course, we're going to talk about, you know, you like blitzes. Al Golden loves to blitz, bro. Safety blitz, double fire from the linebackers. So we're going to talk about Notre Dame and a special blitz happening today. But let's start off talking about this NCAA, the NCAA and Reached out to our guy, Brandon Wimbush. He's down there with his mobile company, the NCAA convention down in Texas. And a lot of regulations and changes coming up to the schedule of recruiting. But one thing that's being talked about is limiting the second transfer. Not the first transfer, but the second transfer. Because we see a lot of guys in the transfer portal right now that already transferred to the location they're at currently. And now they're trying to transfer transfer again. So, yeah, bro. What do you think about that, limiting that second transfer? So whereas they would have to sit out a year if they do that. Well, 
that's kind of how the high school, uh, kind of the high school way it went. You know, if you either sit out of here for transferring, or unless you transfer because of hardship. So it's kind of interesting. But I mean, you know, I think it's still very limiting because you know you get guys like JT Daniels, who you know what's wrong with going to four different schools if they all want him. You know, mm-hmm. if he can be serviceable, I think it kind of gives you a, you know, you get one time and done, you know, yeah. but that's not even how life works. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you get second and third chances, like you see a lot of guys in the NFL and in professional sports get a chance to do. So I think it's interesting that you only get one transfer shot um, because, you know, I think stuff happens. You know, my last transfer opportunity didn't go as well as it should have. Maybe I could have got a year back and, and, and went back into it. So it just depends. When you look back at that moment when you were making a decision to leave Notre Dame, do you think the culture being different now would have affected your decision back then if it was a similar culture? Uh I like I like to do uh, to what Marcus Freeman has there now. Well, we know probably if it was Marcus Freeman, yeah, I would he probably would have stayed. One hundred percent would have been yeah. there if it was a uh, if it was our guy Marcus Freeman from Dayton, Ohio. He probably would have won a championship first quarterback head coach combination from Dayton to do it. That'd be real nice. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, conjunction with CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown. Great content like ourselves, a big bro, John Garcia Jr., State of Recruiting. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is now official, so we can jump into it. Former Ohio State defensive end Javante Jean-Baptiste has decided to transfer to Notre Dame for his final season of college football. Someone that Al Washington is familiar with, someone 
that multiple people on the staff at Notre Dame with their time in Cincinnati are familiar with when they were recruiting him. He was a four-star at the time. At the time, he was 6'5", 215. Now he sits at 6'5", 250. Suitable replacement for Justin Adamiola. He comes off the edge as a pass rusher. Uh, he had a 16.5 uh, win rate on his pass rushes this year, which is a vast improvement incrementally over what he had done the previous two years. The depth along that defensive line in Ohio State is thick, a lot of talent, a lot of incoming talent. So for him to get more snaps and make more of an impact and get a look going to the NFL, this is a solid move not only for Javante Jean-Baptiste, but it's also a solid move for Notre Dame that's starting to piece together that defensive line that can ultimately support what we expect to be a really good linebacking core and a really good secondary. We definitely need him to take up space. A lot of those young guys are playing the holes. A lot of those young guys did not take on giant linemen and be free to the tackle. And I think this piece is a is a good connection to show at Ohio State Pipeline. Maybe you know we get some of the guys because I know they're they're probably overwhelming with some talent. I don't think mm -hmm. this is a, a situation like we took a guy off a bench from another team. I think this is more of like the Thomas Harper uh, edition. Um, guys that were impact players for their team or got time for their team before made plays and not a guy that was, you know, in the in the reserves on the other teams. So I think this is a not a step down, but a nice vertical move, you could say. Um, a guy that doesn't have to get his feet wet, but has his – is he's waist deep and just looking to take a deep dive in uh, to more time and in a better position. This is something we talked about left. We're going to continue to talk about it. You add veteran leadership and depth to a defensive line that has a lot of promise, a lot of promise. And we push back to, you know, push back on people saying, man, I'm worried about the youth. Well, look, man, I just saw Kirby Smart play a ton of youth in his top two on the depth chart and win a national championship, right? You get kids in, you believe in them, you feel like they can coach, they can play, and then you coach them up. Uh, Brennan Vernon and what he showed down in San Antonio at the All-American game. From all reports, by the middle of the season, he should be an impact player along that defensive front. So it's going to be very important that they piece together this defensive front and put together a defensive front to where, once again, we're not talking about Notre Dame giving up 130 yards per game on the ground. Yeah, I mean, that's just – if that piece can can at least limit it to under 100, I think it's a great piece added. But that's something that needs to be addressed, and we're taking steps. I think to Marcus Freeman to be able to uh, just be on the biggest issues – uh, in the offseason early, shows that he's serious about getting ready and early in the spring and, and, and working that rotation by fall camp. And it also shows another thing. I don't think the Vaughn's kid, the transfer from Utah State, ultimately I don't think he's going to end up in Notre Dame, you know, just my opinion. But I really believe that they believe in Josh Burnham, Jordan Botello, and the young Vipers that they have. I really do. 
Yeah. And it's up to Jordan Botello to stay out of trouble, stay out of the coach's doghouse, stay on the field, and do what he did in the Gator Bowl, which is to give you production, especially in passing situations, coming off the edge. As far as Jean Baptiste, he's the same thing. Pass rush, nickel situations. You know, he might get sprinkled in on some first downs and things like that, but his specialty is getting after the quarterback. And that's something Notre Dame is looking for, specifically, if not from the Viper, definitely from the big end that Justin Adamiola played before he left for the NFL draft. Yeah, it's going to play a big piece, especially when we were 82nd in turnover margin last year. We definitely need to be able to increase the amount of turnovers we're able to have. And that's going to start with having increased pressure on the quarterback. I think adding Thomas Harper is going to add another element in the run game, being able to mix it up with those underneath guys and also being able to uh, add pressure to that passing game. We want to be able to create more turnovers. I think that would be a goal for the defense next year. Two years ago when we played Oklahoma State that year, we were eighth and we dropped all the way to 82nd. So I think that's something that uh, we want to close the gap on. I think these two additions – it's going to get us there defensively. Once again, Lucky Lefty Podcast. It has become official. Ohio State transfer, linebacker, DN. Javante Jean-Baptiste has joined the Notre Dame program. He's going to re- He'll report like the rest of the squad next week. And Notre Dame adding pieces to that defense and to the defensive line in particular because they really believe they have a shot with Sam Hartman, and I don't offensively, this is crazy, but I didn't think about it. I think Brian Driscoll m- mentioned it to me, bro, in the conversation. I didn't realize how many true sophomores they started offensively in the Gator Bowl, right? Really? Both of your top linebackers are sophomores. Your two tackles, sophomores. I think Zeke Carell is a junior. And then go look at the wide receivers. Jaden Thomas is a junior, but – you got Deion Cozy, sophomore. You got Lorenzo Styles Jr., sophomore. Like, they played a lot of young players in that Gator Bowl on offense. And you bring in Sam Hartman, and you you expect the other skill position players to mature along with the great talent you're bringing in at the skill position in the 2023 recruiting class. We talked about getting up to 38, 40 points per game. They feel like they can do that. They feel really comfortable with that. On top of that, they know that secondary is going to be really good, especially if Cam Hart can stay healthy. We know the talent is there at the linebacker position, but we have to see it, right? The talent's there. We have to see yeah, it. Yeah, there's some unproven ability that we know if it is what we think it is, it can be special. Uh, they still have to roll out there and play, which is the last piece of the puzzle we want to see. But if that comes together and then Cam Hart gets on his revenge tour and has a better season this year coming up, the addition of a Thomas Harper, the experience that Ben Morrison has coming in and Ryan Barnes, you know, I think it's just going to be really special and, and speak to how effective we can be on defense on a dominant level Going into a schedule where I think we we should be favored in most of these games that we're that we have on the schedule, even Ohio State game. So it's amazing as we talk about the transfer of Javante Jean Baptiste and how it improves defensive line. 
there are some other areas that Notre Dame is looking to improve in, and the entire coaching staff is on a blitz today, left. They're on a recruiting blitz. Came out, they posted it on social media earlier this morning. They're blitzing the entire state of Indiana, and then they're putting a full-court press blitz on the city of Chicago. Yeah, here we go. Hmm. Some people in Chicago we should talk to. They went to see CJ Carr first. We're going to break down film later in the show. There was an offer that has already come out. Dylan McCullough was over at one of the best programs, best schools, private Catholic schools in the Chicagoland area, the Mount Carmel Caravan. They're coming off of state championship and their four-star running back that was present at the Irish invasion. Darian Dupree tweeted out 10 minutes ago that he was pleased to have received an offer from the University of Notre Dame. They will also go on to see Justin Scott over at St. Ignatius. They'll stop in on Cam Williams, and they'll also stop in on Marquise Lightfoot over in Hyde Park at Kenwood High School to check in on him. Also, Mike Mickens is going to be at Southside Schools, and then you're going to have Al Golden at Simeon High School checking on guys from the 24 class and the 25 class. The staff understands the importance and putting a stranglehold on the city of Chicago and the home state of Indiana. What's your thoughts on that, Lep? Yeah, you definitely want to be able to have a strong presence in your quote-unquote home state mm-hmm. and you know, just the, the proximity that needs to be heavy Notre Dame influenced. And, you know, you want to be able to show not only that, but the fans locally that we still have a stronghold at home and that you can be proud of your boys and, and, and come uh, recruits that come up through it can see that those pipelines to Notre Dame are still strong in the state of Indiana. Getting guys like Drake Bowen, who's a top prospect in Indiana, is a good staple to have. It's great for recruitment to be able to be strong locally. I think mm-hmm. where Ohio State has gone wrong in some of these games, especially uh, when playing Michigan, is that they stop recruiting for the Big Ten play. You know, you still got to be able to match up with the line and then match up with the style of play in the conference. I think Ohio State kind of got outside that realm when they recruited nationally and, started, and, and, and didn't get enough guys that can stick home. And I think for us, being that we're – quasi, you know, local being that we have our own zip code, which is interesting, and not being in the conference, I think we've been able to still keep a good amount of the right guys that can play in the conditions that we live in in South Bend and Indiana. And having guys that can stick in the trenches especially, be able to uh, play in all types of conditions, I think that's something that you gain uh, acclimation to as you play at Notre Dame through the years being able to play in different environments because it matters. And it means a lot when you get late into the season when we're a team that's a sort of sort of cold-weather team and playing teams that are, you know, in the hotter regions or even the colder regions, we, it doesn't change up for us. So it's interesting, but it's, it's, it's definitely needs to be a staple that we are locally uh, strong in recruiting. So once again, Lucky Lucky Podcast, the Chicago Blitz is on. Notre Dame, right now, as we speak, is in the city of Chicago being represented. They also went to check in on 2024 five-star quarterback C.J. Carr. I say five-star because he's five-star to me. 
I think he'll eventually get that star. And they just gave an offer to Mount Carmel's own out of Chicago, Darian Dupree, who was at the Irish invasion left. So, you know, let's go ahead, you know, and talk about this kid. This kid is about man, six feet. If you stand next to him, maybe he grows, you know, because I remember when I first saw him as a true freshman, he was about 5'10", 5'11". But he is really, man, this is a young man that is really putting time in the weight room. Because he used to be a stick left. I'm talking about a stick. And now it's like, yo, this kid, you can tell he's putting in the work. He didn't get the offer at the Irish Invasion. But I think what we're seeing now from this young man, he's going to be a stud. You look at this first clip right here, just shows his power, flexibility, and then he gets the speed. After breaking tackles at the line of scrimmage, he got injured in the playoffs left. So he wasn't able to finish the season, but he was the bell cow. I remember specifically going to the game that they had against Justice Scott and St. Rita, and he dominated the first half. Not only on the ground, but he dominated catching a ball out of the backfield. Like I said, he was skinny. You look at his body type now, you can tell he's been in the weight room. He's put on weight. This man has great elusiveness, stop, start powerful runner and if he gets out in the open he might not be a 4-2 guy left but he can definitely leave you in the dust he has good football speed good game speed yeah i really really like this guy um i just love the way he plays the game you can tell he has great football instinct you can tell that he didn't grow up at a trainer his whole life he actually went outside and played with the boys and you know play a uh, scramble a lot you know throw him up hit him up a lot the way he's able to uh, just be very natural in the way he runs the football. I think when you get guys like this, they're special players because at no matter what level, they have a certain level of football skill where they can do things that they're not training all day at a trainer or told on how to do. So a lot of that natural football ability, I think, is going to stand out at the next level for him. And you see that, like you said, it may not be a 4-2 guy, and run track with the best of them. But when it comes to a football speed and acceleration and explosion or a burst, when you're running and being an impactful player, I think he's got those elements. And it'd be a great addition to a running back room where he'll be a lot more versatile and shifty than a Logan Diggs and an and a, and a estimate, even a Jadarian Price. I think Jadarian Price is more of a, a, a super a supercharged up a luxury car to where it's it's fast and sturdy, but it's not as shifty. I think you get a guy that has the right amount of speed to be dynamic. Uh, maybe not a burner, but he's a guy that's going to be a playmaker for you. Uh, he can play everywhere. He's got a good size like Debo Samuels. He can play some receiver. He can definitely play running the football in between the tackles a, a little bit. But this is a guy you got to get the ball in your hands, sort of how I envision they're going to use Rico Flores. But he's even more impactful because he can be – uh, more of a running back than a, than a pass catcher, but he can do it all. Uh, a great player to add. Once again, you're getting a guy uh, recruited by Marcus Freeman that can do more than one thing. And I think at this point in our recruitment, what's making us different is guys that we get similar to Xavier Watts can play many things that you never know where they can come in handy during the season. This seems like a kid that can be on the field now just because like a, a lot of like Brandon Hillman, you know, you don't, you can't really recruit intangibles that this kid shows on a natural football instinct. Uh, 
I think Marcus Freeman is having a good eye on recruitment of his players for guys that have a natural football feel to him, not a guy that's a straight line speed like uh, or, or a guy that, you know, um, has been in all the hypest camps and all that stuff. I think he's really gotten his bag and recruiting guys that are very versatile, but, you know, can do a lot of special things and have special qualities that will show uh, when, when they get to campus and around other competitive guys. Man, I love him left because he's faster than he looks. He yeah. runs harder than you think he would run. And he's more powerful than you think he is. And he's shiftier than you think. He's just a football player, man. Yeah. It's just like you can put him out. You can put him in a slot. You can detach him. You can attach him to the end of the line. Great route runner. Special teams value in the return game. And like I said, I've watched him literally dominate games. Multifaceted running back. You can call him running back slash wide receiver. Darian Dupree, four-star out of Chicago. Mount Carmel. So left, look, they continue to add talent to this 24 class. The offense is going to be off the chain. The, the offensive recruiting in this class is bananas. Absolutely bananas. And Darian Dupree adds to that. He tweeted out just about 10 minutes ago that he was happy to receive an offer from the University of Notre Dame. Chicago's very important when it comes to recruiting at Notre Dame. We had Corey Mays on yesterday, and there was a 20-year gap in between his commitment and the commitment of one Chris Zorch when it came to public schools in the city of Chicago, and the talent continues to grow. Like I said, he's from Morgan Park. I went to Morgan Park, linebacker Javon Clark is another four-star. He loves, he loves Notre Dame, absolutely loves Notre Dame. Marquise Lightfoot over at Kenwood, another public school, has a great relationship with Coach Washington. Say so he talks to Coach Washington all the time. They're checking in on him. It's just really great to wake up to the news that the staff is taking not only the home state seriously, but taking the city of Chicago seriously and the amount of talent that's there on an annual basis. Yeah, it might be an under-recruited area, but Marcus Freeman is not passing up on the area either. I think he's, you know, catching some basketball games while he's down there too because I'm sure most of them playing basketball during this time anyway. So Friday night I think is he, Chicago You know, from a Midwest standpoint. Yeah, and, uh, you know, from a Midwest standpoint, most guys are playing basketball during this time just because, you know, the weather. But I think one thing that Marcus Freeman has – Learn from Ohio State is that how important local recruiting is, even though you're a national recruiting type of team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just another lesson from Trestle, I think he learned and how important it is to not only the the team chemistry, but the fan and 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 and, and everybody that comes to watch the games and, and the families included on how comfortable uh, things are when you have some hometown guys. So uh, there's a lot of ties to Chicago, I think. You know, he filled his Chicago quota, uh, got the Indiana quota, and I think he's just keeping continuing building um, a strong unit. You know, defense was the focus this year, trying to get a key on, trying to – you got a Don Shuler, you got some some high-powered defensive guys, a Drake Bowen in there. And this year, you know, you 24, you're going offense and going hard with yeah. the receivers and the, and the type of talent that we're going after. Hopefully we can seal the deal on at the end. 
that Lucky Lefty podcast. Thomas Harper, Nickel, Safety, is going to join us shortly. And we're talking about Notre Dame doing a Chicago and Indiana Blitz as a staff on today. Going out there, really making sure that they plant the flag for Notre Dame in the home state and in the big city of Chicago. It's just about an hour and a half away with annual talent, just a boatload of annual talent. I know for sure Mike Mickens came up uh, over the summer to check on a lot of kids that were over there at Kenwood, where Marquise Lightfoot is. And Kenwood has come out of nowhere left in the city of Chicago, I would say. St. Q. Turner has done an incredible job with that program as a head coach. I think on signing day they had someone, some somewhere near 10 guys sitting there mm-hmm. signing uh, and declaring their commitments. Uh, led by Khalil Tate, which is someone that Mike Nick has checked in on. And, you know, he ended up going to Iowa, which is a great place because they produce defensive backs. So I'm glad he got to go to a big-time program. But Cam Williams is a fast riser in the 24 class. At the end of the day, Cam Williams is going to end up being, in my opinion, a top 100 player. Justin Scott, five-star defensive tackle. Out of St. Ignatius, 6'5", 315. Washington the other night, get down in the defensive stance. The bend of the knee, the power to get double-doubles each and every game. That's what he's doing, controlling and patrolling the paint defensively, offensively. He put up a double-double right there in front of me. They were playing Montini Catholic, smaller team that runs a motion offense, had him out on the perimeter trying to get lanes to the bucket. He's down on defensive stance, 6'5", 315. And I'm sitting yeah. there like, yo, this is this is bananas. Like, yeah. no, no one can get a driving lane on this big dude. So this is the type of talent that's there for the taking for Notre Dame. If they feel like, well, this, with, with Justin Scott or Marquise Lightfoot or Cam Williams, it's not a matter of fit. Those are guys that you just go get. Like, just go get them. That's right. That's right. And I think it's a perfect match. Um, for his versatility and being able to uh, add to a room that he can be useful in. I think a lot of times when you talk about fit, his frame and his stature already will stand out in a room mm-hmm. that we're trying to add size and stature to. Yeah. Um, so I think Marcus Freeman and Al Washington probably expressing that to him, like, look, big fella, you a big fella. Yeah. You got a bunch of, you know, men's health magazine guys. In our, in our room right now. We need something that's still athletic because you can keep up with them, but you had a bigger frame. So, you know, Midwest, we got guys like that. We may not have the freakiest of, of athletes like a Jadavion Clowney, but we got some some heavyweights as well, especially from the size, like a Cameron Hayward type of player. Yeah, Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Great content. We cover foot college football and talk NFL culture and everything else. Nobody does it better. It's a lucky lefty podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Just moments away from new Notre Dame nickel safety, Thomas Harper joining the show. And before we get to that, 
Left, let me ask you a simple question. And we can dive into it on the backside of Thomas Harper. Is the gap closer when it comes to Georgia and everybody else in college football? Or has Georgia kind of widened the gap similar to the way Alabama had it at their peak? We haven't seen nothing like uh, this Georgia uh, consistency with overwhelming depth and the talent and the numbers that they've been able to put up. Um, even when Alabama was at its highest, they wasn't putting up the offensive numbers as well to match where you're in the 40, 50, 60 range in championship games. <laughs> so I think this is just the new version of what a dynasty looks like, even though I think these are shorter-lived type of dynasties. I just think it's way too hot to last a Alabama longevity uh, type of thing, but I think Georgia, this could be what you could consider the peak of a of a, a lasting future for Kirby Smart in Athens. I don't think he'll get, if you even could get much better than an undefeated season coming off of a championship season where you have 15 drafted uh, guys that are playing well in the league right now. Yeah, we come back and go undefeated and win it again. Probably the peak of your line or run at Georgia, but maybe not. I think uh, Notre Dame stock is rising, so that's something they should be worried about. But from a from their perspective, I mean, how can you keep it up? You can only get the newest facilities so many years. You can only, you know, considerably have the bag. That's the, the attractive piece. There's going to be something else that becomes an attractive piece. Uh, in, in the coming future with the rule changes and how things yeah. go. So, and then on top of that, you're losing coaches around you to better opportunities for themselves. So that's something that you got to battle with. I think Brian Kelly hadn't experienced that in the 2012 season and had to damn near do it again in 2016, getting a whole new crew. Right. Just shows that, you know, it can be good and bad. You can be sorry as hell where you lose all your staff or you can be really good and lose all your staff. So, that definitely plays an effect. Like how many more years is Todd Munkin after scoring 63 in the national championship game want to be an OC at Georgia? Maybe he takes a stab at something bigger. So these are all things considered. I think you're seeing Alabama in the many phases and changes they've had and been able to still stay relevant and stay uh, dominant. Uh, but even them, I think they made a big mistake bringing Bill O'Reilly back with you know, I'm getting Bill O'Brien back, but that's why he's not going to be there next year. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, you got to stay hot on that end, too. got to get the the flyest and freshest O and DCs out there. So it's a lot that goes into staying dominant for a long time. Yeah. I, I think about it, and we'll dig into it once Thomas Harper joins us and we finish with his interview. We're going to dig into it because I heard some interesting comments from Joe Klatt on Georgia and how they took advantage of college football and what everyone else was doing and went in a different direction, right? Um, they won back-to-back -back championships left and probably lost three of the four top players in their state in recruiting. And because of what they want to do, 
it really doesn't impact them. Mm. Like Justin H- Justice Haynes went to Alabama. And the truth of the matter is, you talk to people close to the Georgia program, they really didn't make a push for him. And that sounds crazy. Right? But Kirby has a plan. And he's not caught on stars. Like, this is the culture. We're going to find fits. And we're going to dig into it. Like, teams that get caught up in trying to get five stars, right? And I'm not here to debate whether or not you need five stars to win. And, of course, you get the better players. It increases the chances of you winning a national championship. But let me tell you, when was the last time you heard Georgia really battling for the top overall quarterback? Or a five-star quarterback, right? So that's cool. That gives you an idea of what we're going to dive into on the other side. Lucky Lefty Podcast. CFB Nation, YouTube channel. Follow us. Hit that like button. Hit the notification bell. So every time we go live, you'll be able to tap in with us. It is our indeed pleasure right now at this time. Notre Dame continuing to be aggressive in the transfer portal. They add defensive end linebacker Javante Jean-Baptiste transfer from Ohio State to the fold this morning. And now we are pleased to have one of the newest members of the secondary. That's right. A secondary that was all already pretty good when you had the likes of Cam Hart, Benjamin Morris, and Jaden Mickey, and the safeties, Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson on the back end. Now they add nickel safety, Thomas Harper, transfer in from Oklahoma State, and he joins us here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Thomas, how you doing, man? Can you hear us, Thomas? Oh, these. At least we got them. Got some technical difficulties. Yeah, technical technical difficulties. Uh, let's see. Go ahead, left. Just continue to talk about that, and I'll try to make sure we get him set up. Yeah, so I do believe that, you know, for us, what is going to be huge is not only securing locally the talent, but having a plan. I think Marcus Freeman's vision that he spoke about going into the fall camp of last year was the vision that we have of being a physical football team. We're going to run the football. We're going to stop the run. I think those are the, the type of players that he's looking to recruit. I mean, he's got a full class locked and loaded of linebackers coming in to, with Drake Bowen, but also on campus right now with Tula Maka and, and Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler. I think he's establishing the identity that he wants to have. So are we going to get the top linebacker in Indiana? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the number one fit that he's looking to build. And what did he do? Get the number one linebacker locally in Indiana. It means someone on the home front, but also shows that he's sticking to the plan. Are we looking to get the the fastest, speediest edge rusher in the world? Maybe not. But we get a guy like John Baptiste to where he's definitely sturdy on that front line, looking to, to hold down the fort, but also make huge plays and rushing the passer but stopping the run. And then you look at guys – that he recruited in Justin Scott. We talked about earlier. We we said all the time we need to be dominant and fierce with guys that are physically 
physically uh, available to be on the field that's a nasty guy, 300-plus. And what does he go do? Get a 6'6 Justin Scott from Chicago to try to get interest. And the best part is he's local. That should be a slam dunk. Notre Dame's influence locally and in the Midwest should be its strongest because of where it is geographically. And a guy like Justin Scott who sees Notre Dame, knows what it is, should be excited about it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.